I believe that the Washington Mystics hold the keys to 2024 WNBA free agency. I believe they hold the keys to that bus, convertible, or whatever vehicle of your choice. But to discuss it all, I have Jen Hatfield, Mystics extraordinaire, with me to break that belief down. The Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast, it starts right now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hi and welcome. You are locked on to women's basketball. I'm Jackie Powell. I'm one of your typically on Fridays hosts. Um, I cover the New York Liberty at the next and I've covered women's basketball nationally at many other places. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember that Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by everyone at The Next, including my guest, Jen Hatfield. It is a place where we cover women's basketball all the time, and we tell the stories that need to be told every day. Subscribe now to support our staff that works oh so hard. It is $9 a month or $72 for the year. Remember that Lockdown Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Anyway, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. So the last time you and I were here, dear listener, on Friday, I had the great Alex Simon here and we spoke about our bold women's basketball predictions for 2024. And so I just want to flash back for a moment. The Mystics are going to look very different in 2024. Um, I happen to believe that either one of Natasha Cloud or Elena Deladon won't be in Washington in 2024. Who knows? Maybe both of them won't be on the Mystics in 2024. So all of that was before the reporting that came out in Jen's Mystic Free Agency preview that according to two league sources, Elena Deladon is expected to move to another team this offseason. So Jen, we have a ton to unpack here. In segment one, we're going to talk about what's to come for Elena Deladon as she was officially cored on January 13th. Then in segment two, we'll talk about the Robin to Deladon's Batman, Natasha Cloud, what could happen for her in free agency? And then finally, Jen and I are going to take a look at what type of team the Mystics want to be moving forward. Is their place in the WNBA pecking order going to change or stay the same? So 
Let's get to it, Jen. I am so glad that you are here. So let's start with it. Is Elena Della gone? We shall certainly see, right? I mean, the core offer uh, gives the mystics control, for lack of a better word, over her future, but uh, that could take a lot of different forms, and there's no guarantee she stays under, under team control in 2024. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know about some pretty infamous sign-in trades when players were cored. Uh, obviously, the Tina Charles trade from uh, 2020, I believe. And then you had the Skylar Diggins-Smith trade, which I also believe was 2020. So four years later, I, I think we're maybe due for another one of those. So I guess before we get into potential landing spots for EDD, I guess I just want the listeners to try to understand I guess, why you think it was smart to core EDD and what the decision of coring her rather than another player means. Sure. So first, shout out to our friends at Her Hoop Stats for their CBA FAQ, uh, which really helps us out with all these things. Um, but just for, for listeners who may not be aware, so coring is a mechanism where a team can uh, can make an offer, a one-year guaranteed Supermax offer um, to a, a pending free agent. So uh, usually this is an unrestricted free agent, like an Elena Deladon. Um, and then no other team can negotiate directly with her to sign a contract. Um, so the Mystics get exclusive negotiating rights uh, in exchange for offering this rather lucrative guaranteed contract. So they essentially get to make her, instead of an unrestricted free agent, she is now closer to a restricted free agent. Um, and so what, what that means is if, if she does not want to, you can often use the core if a player is thinking about moving on and you either want to keep them in your market or if that's not possible, you can at least get some sort of return because now for Elena Deladon to go elsewhere, she needs to be signed to a contract by the Mystics and then flipped uh, in a trade to go elsewhere. Um, so instead of if, if she's an unrestricted free agent, you don't core her and she goes somewhere else, you don't get anything in return. You just lose Elena Deladon. Now by coring her, uh, if she wants to go elsewhere, there has to be a return that the mystics are willing to accept. So that's kind of the, the backroom thinking there. So, and, and just in terms of who to core, you know, it, it can be uh, multiple factors can go into it. It can be who are you most afraid of losing? It can be who do you think is worth a supermax contract, which is, you know, it's roughly uh, 240 some odd dollars. Um, and, it's you know, it's going to make a dent in your salary cap if you if the player accepts it and you need to pay them. So you don't want to offer someone um, uh, you don't want to core someone if, if you don't think that they are worth a supermax just in case. So there are a bunch of spots for Elena Deladon to go. And, and the reason that is, is because. What we've learned about this league, or at least what I've learned, and Jen, maybe you've learned it too, is that power forwards tend to run this league. So Elena is very valuable, incredibly valuable. Um, so I was thinking about the Atlanta dream. And the reason I was thinking about the Atlanta dream is they need to take a step forward and they need a, someone who can score from the four spot reliably. 
Um, so, but Jen, off air, you and I discussed that that might not be the spot for EDD. Why do you think that? Yeah. So, you know, the last we heard from Deladon was the day after the season ended. So she wasn't, you know, really in a place to think about uh, free agency super in-depth, but she talked about her priorities and she made it clear that uh, her top priority is is winning. Uh, she said, quote, I just want to win. So that's truly what I care about most. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the family aspect, which motivated her forcing a trade from Chicago where she was drafted um, to the Mystics back in 2017, um, specifically her older sister, Lizzie, um, in Delaware. So so family's been been something that's been important to her, her her whole career. So if you're looking at winning and you're looking at family, Atlanta's going to take her farther away from Delaware. And you could argue that it's maybe about a wash with Washington in terms of, uh, you know, ceiling or championship potential. Um, so there just may not be the upside for her to to want to want to do that. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta is, they are still in their rebuild process. They're not in the lottery anymore, but they're not contending right now. They're not in the top tier. They're still in the middle tier. So I see that. that we, should, we should mention she's 34 years old. Yes, absolutely. And that's so important. Short term, she's looking for a short term championship window. So continuing with being alphabetical, the Connecticut Sun. This is a spot that I feel like would make a lot of sense for both parties. We had a quote from Jacqueline LeBlanc's free agency preview, which this was from GM Darius Taylor, the Connecticut Sun. He said, quote, I think our team and organization or with our team and organization, she would be great. I don't know if she would go too far from home, but we're not far. Sure. Um, I, I like the Connecticut Sun as a destination pending what they do with their unrestricted free agents. Um, I think if you resign Dewana Bonner and you resign Brianna Jones and you also have Alyssa Thomas in the mix, are, how is that rotation going to look? How are you going to be able to fit everybody in that front court? So I have some questions about how that all takes out, but that seems like something that is Stephanie White's problem, potentially. So I, I don't hate that spot. I think it could serve both of her goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are going to take a quick break, but when we get back in segment two, we're going to finish up talking about some landing spots for Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud. And I'm going to tell you some of these overlap, but first let us talk about our friends at eBay Motors. So our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. The recently traded Emmanuel Quickly. If Quickly is still available in your league, he is a guy to add. Even if he doesn't start immediately, I expect he gets a big bump in minutes in Toronto. 
Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team and is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. My car once needed a new alternator, and I learned what an alternator was. And eBay Motors was a huge help. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car or vehicle of choice needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, thank you, eBay Motors. Yes, I learned about an alternator. It is quite a part. And so we are back to talk about some of these free agency destinations for Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud. And then we will also discuss, you know, <laughs> why Natasha Cloud's uh, situation is a little bit different. But so some other spots for Natasha Cloud, or sorry, for Elena Deladon which are shared by Natasha Cloud, in which we could both sort of see, are uh, the Minnesota Lynx, the Phoenix Mercury. I know it sounds wild, but there's an explanation. And the Seattle Storm. So Jen, break down why the Minnesota Lynx might fit for both Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud. Yeah, I mean, from Elena's point of view, you know, maybe maybe she likes the likes what Minnesota's building, wants to play for Cheryl Reeve. I could see her buying into their vision um, of contention. Um, and then, you know, it, it is farther from Delaware, but her wife, Amanda, does have Midwest ties, um, went to college at Illinois State, has family in the area, grew up, grew up uh, in the Midwest. Uh, so, you know, especially since this figures to be probably a one or two year contract, uh, maybe it is time for, for them to move closer to to her wife's family for a bit. So maybe that does maybe that does fit the definition of family um, that she shared as a priority. So I could see that going, um, you know, and, and for Natasha Cloud, uh, you know, it, it could be pretty similar, honestly, um, with the wanting to contend um, point, you know, who doesn't want to play with Nafisa Collier? Um, so, you know, that could be a landing spot. I, I have trouble seeing Natasha Cloud anywhere outside of DC. Um, so it is, it is hard for me to, to see that vision, but that's not a knock on Minnesota. That is just the reality that Natasha Cloud has been in DC since she was drafted in 2015. And it's, uh, as important as any sports figure, uh, over that span to the city. Um, so she, she is DC. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota is really interesting because they have some young talent that the Mystics could be really interested in if Elena does want to go there. Uh, there are a lot of assets. There's They have a lot of young players. I mean, would Cheryl Reeve trade a Diamond Miller or a Dorka Juhas for Elena Deladon? I don't know, but they have some assets. Anyway, onto a team with a little bit less assets, the Phoenix Mercury. 
So the reason why I think this, the Phoenix Mercury could sort of be dark horses in free agency, especially with these two, is because of Christy Tolliver, their new associate head coach. And Jen, you can speak to this more than I can about the relationship that Tolliver has with Elena Deladon and, and Natasha Cloud. Um, but before I let you do that, the Mercury are going to have a new facility and they have a new owner who is willing to invest and make players as comfortable as they want to be. And I think that can be very attractive. But Jen, how do you think Tolliver might serve as a, I don't know, someone who can attract players, especially former teammates? You know, I, I can't I can't overemphasize how good of a relationship Tolliver has with both of those players. I'm just wondering if it's enough to overcome the distance for both players. Uh, we talked about Elena's family ties, Natasha Clouds from the Philadelphia area. So I have trouble seeing either of them really anywhere out west. Um, but you do make a good point that Tolliver has has very strong bonds with both of them. You could see that this season um, when Tolliver came back to the Mystics, it was just it was just so obvious when she came back, when she played super well in her debut, and unfortunately when she tore her ACL late in the season. So um, that bond is there. I just don't know if it if it is enough to pull them that far from family. That's a good question. That's that's one that we currently don't have the answer to, but we'll know soon. And that same argument goes for the Seattle Storm. And the reason I sort of put them on here for both of them is you think about what Seattle needs. They need scoring from the power forward position, and they need a lead guard to complement uh, Jewel Lloyd, and they need uh, someone who can play defense well, um, especially from that spot. And we know, we all know about how well Natasha Cloud can play defense. But Seattle is not in a winning window right now. At least we don't think they are, right? Right. I think there would need to be some corresponding moves to get Seattle closer to contention. You know, they would need to probably have a big free agency in other ways than these signings to convince them to go out there. Um, that, that would be my guess. I wouldn't put them high on my list right now for either player. Absolutely. So, Jen... Do you have any teams for these two that I'm missing or that we've missed in, in talking about both Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud? Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't discount the possibility of, of Cloud returning to D.C. in particular. Um, I, I think odds are decent that they can re-sign her, um, especially uh, with it looking like Deladon is going to be out the door. And, and then, you know, maybe the money piece for Cloud, uh, you can pay her a little bit more than if you were trying to manage both players. But on, on the flip side, you probably also want to sign, you know, someone someone really good to replace Deladon. So we'll see how the money shakes out. But I could definitely see Cloud returning to D.C. Um, for Deladon, you know, another place that's that's still close to home on the East Coast is the New York Liberty. And and, you know, we, we can talk about whether whether New York has an appetite for that. But, um, you know, they, they do have some unrestricted free agents and we could just, you know, core a couple players, swap them back and forth. You know, I'm looking at John Paul Jones here. If, if, she, just, if she wants to try a new destination, um, you know, that could be as simple as a one for one that could throw in some other pieces. We could have a giant trade, but um, I, I think it would be something that that Mike Tebow should at least call to explore. I'll, I'll put it that way. I think that would be 
much easier to sell Deladon on if the Liberty are interested than than saying, oh, I really like the assets that Seattle can give me and trying to convince Deladon to go all, clear across the country um, to play for a team that is that is not contending. I mean, the Liberty are the super team and and I, I feel like that would be pretty perfect for, for Deladon as one of the two super teams and by far the closest one. So, you know, we'd have to see how it shook out from the Liberty side, but it seems from the Mystic side, it seems an obvious target to engage with. I don't know how, um, how do I put this? As the resident Liberty Beat reporter, do I think the conversations are going to happen behind closed doors? Sure. But do I think it is going to happen? No. Um, because I know how hard the Liberty worked to get John Quell Jones to come over in that trade, how much they have appreciated her game from afar, as I wrote in my preview, you know, you can't core two players. And JJ has been cored to the, you know, maximum amount she can be cored. Um, but the Liberty's number one priority now that they've cored Brianna Stewart is they are going to try to do whatever it takes to to get John Quill Jones back um, in Seafoam and Black. So... It definitely would add a lot of spice because I think, Jen, you told me yourself that, or you reminded me that the first game of the season for both teams is. It is New York at Washington at the Entertainment and Sports Arena. So if, if Deladon ends up there, she comes straight back to D.C. for the season opener. Uh, I don't Jack, think it's going to happen. What do you think? We didn't talk about this off air, but uh, maybe Dallas has a certain uh, very unicorny restricted free agent, and, and perhaps there could be a little swap involved regarding Deladon and Satu Savali and perhaps some other assets to balance things out. Dallas seems to be on the upswing, possibly. You know, that could be really interesting. That could be really interesting. I mean, uh, Greg Bibb has been known to engage in trades with um, with Mike Tebow. And so I will that. Mm, I mean, Greg Bibb has come out on the record and he has said that essentially he's going to try to do whatever it takes to make sure that Satu stays in a wings uh, uniform. But Hey, I, I mean, I could see it. I could see it. They need, they need more veteran players again. I wonder how Elena would fit. Um, well, I mean, I guess you could play her at the three instead of playing you her. At the you, you might run into some challenges defensively, depending on who you're playing, but you could, you could put her at the three. Also clearly what needs to happen here is, is, that swap and then New York needs to deal New York Savoy to DC so that both Savoy sisters are in DC. That is oh my God, Jen. Jen. <laughs> as, as the resident family's beat reporter at the next, I will accept this convoluted trade scenario. So I would love that for you and just <laughs> for you because you would write probably one of the best stories um, about pro-siblings ever. I mean, you have. Um, but but anyway, before we, we go once again to take a quick break, I just want to 
Remind our listeners why Natasha Cloud's situation is different from Elena Deladon's. So if you could explain that to yeah. your listeners. She is an unrestricted free agent. She's not cord. She can go wherever she wants without the mistakes getting anything in return. Uh, yeah, it's it's much easier for her to leave. There doesn't have to be an agreement with the Mystics and all this signing and trading and stuff. She can walk. Yep, that that's that's the deal there. Um, and which is why I sort of think like, could these two be sort of a package deal? Is is that possible? I just I wonder. It's possible, but it's complicated, um, especially if they don't particularly want to take discounts um, because then they're, they are limited to only the teams that can afford them to pay their market value, which Natasha Cloud is, is arguably the top or one of the top point guards on the free agent market. Um, she should be in high demand. Elena Deladon's upside is as high or higher than anyone in this league when she's healthy. Um, so, you know, they, they are both probably going to command a good deal of money. Um, and, and then you also have to deal with uh, the sign and trade part on Deladon's side. So it has to be a place that, that the Mystics feel like that they are getting enough return for Deladon. So it, it's really all the pieces have to fit in the right spots for that to happen. So um, it could happen. It's going to be much harder than if they don't want to be a package deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the opportunity cost that comes with winning, right? So it's like, okay, they both want to win. And, and that's what you saw with Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot. There were sacrifices made there. It depends. How much do these two want to sacrifice? Do they want to continue their journey together? Or are they ready for something new individually? That's something that we are absolutely going to be looking at. Which is why I say the Mystics hold the keys to this bus. To this free agency bus. But when we come back... For our final segment, we're going to talk more about the Washington Mystics and sort of what their future looks like and, and where they may be in the WNBA pecking order. But first, I do want to talk to y'all about our friends at Prize Picks. And so... With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. An example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, although is his name supposed to be Travis Kels? I don't know. I saw something on Entertainment Tonight that maybe said that we've been saying his name wrong this whole time. But anyway, um, <laughs> those two had a combo of 10.5, three points made, and receptions. If you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Prize Picks also offers this really convenient reboot policy that your entries stay in place even if one of your players gets injured. Wow, the Washington Mystics would have benefited from that in, uh, <laughs> in 2023. Um, for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. 
Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. And hey, as a pop culture nerd, I find it really cool to play alongside musicians and comedians. I mean, these are people too, just like us, who love sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, thank you, PrizePicks. And we are back. Talking now about the Washington Mystics. We've been there, done that with Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud, two franchise stalwarts. But let's talk about the Mystics themselves um, besides um, those two. So, Jen, I'm going to pose this question to you. Um, do the Washington Mystics take this opportunity to reset and rebuild? So it depends, which I know is a giant cop-out, but I think that a lot would have to go wrong for them to hit the rebuild button right now. I don't think they're there quite yet. Um, if Let's assume they lose Elena Deladon, because that appears to be the case. They'll, they'll bring in some, some other pieces that will presumably be, be helpful to them, whether picks or players. But if they re-sign Natasha Cloud, let me just read some names that they'll have under contract for 2024. Natasha Cloud. Ariel Atkins, Brittany Sykes, Shakira Austin, Maisha Heinz-Allen, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, Queen Egbo. This is this is a good roster, um, and and they would still have plenty of cap space uh, with with Deladon off the books to go sign an elite free agent to round that out. So and it, like so they, well, there are, there are plenty of them. That, you know, I could read the whole list: Jungle Jones, uh, Neko Wumake. Brianna Stewart, uh, uh, some of these, there are plenty more, but some of these are more likely than others, but there are free agents who are stars on the market that they could go get. Um, and Washington has shown itself to be a place that lots of players want to play. Look at Brittany Sykes coming in last year. Um, so if they if they bring in a star and they re-sign Natasha Cloud and they get some assets back from shipping out Elena Deladon, this is a very comparable roster to last season, which before they had the league, the top most injuries in the league, they were looked at at the beginning of the season as a dark horse championship contender. So like it would be a big mindset shift to hit the sell button, particularly when you've got Atkins and Sykes uh, and Heinz Allen and Walker Kimbrough and potentially Lee Mung, whose who's rights they hold um, in their primes age-wise. Uh, like this would be the time to arguably uh, you know, see how far they could go rather than trying to trying to build further. Now, if they can't sign Natasha Cloud, if they can't land a big free agent, maybe you hit the reset button and you and but then if you're if you're going to reset, I would think you would want to start shipping off some of this roster too for more picks or um, younger assets. You know, I, I'm not sure you you keep this core and say we're rebuilding because this is. This is a pretty solid core they've they've got here. So it really depends, you know, what they feel like they can accomplish in free agency and what they ultimately do accomplish, which way they go. I also think it's worth so I, you lay out all the points in such an eloquent way, but I also think it's about their goals. And so they've said for years since 2019 and obviously we can't predict a global pandemic we can't predict the injuries 
but they said that they were in win now mode. And that was almost five years ago at this point. So if they want to just continue being a playoff team, you know, being maybe a five to eight seed for the next few years, I think it's feasible. If they want to win another championship, I don't know how they do that with the current core. I don't know how they do that if they if they cannot get someone who has a little bit more offense in them. And so that's why my take is yes, now is the time to reset and rebuild. Um, you've seen successful rebuilds from the New York Liberty, could argue the Las Vegas Aces, the Indiana Fever is another one that we're seeing uh, trend up. Same with the Atlanta Dream. And the reason I say this is because right now, in this draft in 2024 and in 2025, there are going to be some of the most talented young players coming into the league. Eric Tebow and his staff are some of the best player developers in this league. I think I think that is a, a fair comment to make. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. And so I think when you bring talents in, they are going to find a way to elevate them, to elevate these, you know, really young players into something more. I, I'm not against your strategy. I'm more saying I'm not sure the front office is thinking that way because they have been trying to seize this window for a long time. And it really depends, and Mike Tebow talked about this a little bit too in his exit interview, it really depends how you evaluate last season. Like, do you think that if the Mystics were healthy, they were good enough to be where the Mystics want to be, championship contenders? Do you think they could have knocked off the Liberty? And, and Mike Tebow was like, this is really hard to say because we only had our roster together for like, a week before injuries, you know, hit the whole thing. So uh, I think I think the words he used was was it's a little bit of a gray area right here. So it's really hard to evaluate the upside of that team when not only did they not play a lot of games fully healthy, but they didn't even practice a lot healthy. So it, it, it's you know my my guess is that the front office is still bullish on this, kind of as reflected with with Eric Tebow's quote. We have a lot of assets here. We we can do this. We don't you know he he talked briefly about at some point late in the season or in his exit interview. I don't quite remember. Um, he was he was asked about New York and and Vegas, and he said you know I don't really want to speak too long on other teams, but um, his his basic point was look at how Vegas rebuilt. They had three number one picks in a row. We don't want to be that bad for that long. Like we don't want to do that. So, you know, I, I, I don't think they're, they're looking at this as, as this is going to be a long rebuild along the, along the lines of like the Indiana fever or the Las Vegas aces. Like I, I think they're looking at this more as a retool moment um, rather than a rebuild. And we will have to see. And thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. I want to give a huge thank you to the one and only Jen Hatfield for hopping on the show today. You and I are good sparring partners. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Jen, where should people find you and your work on uh, not just the Mystics, but the Ivy League too? And families, maybe more to come on that. Um, yes. 
you can you can of course find me and Jackie and all of our other writers at thenexthoops.com. Uh, you can find the next on all of your favorite social platforms. I'm also on Twitter um, at, at Jen Hatfield One on Twitter um, or X if we're calling it that. But yeah, thank you all for subscribing and listening. And Threads at uh, at J Hatfield One. Um, so yeah, find us. Keep following us. Thanks for listening. Also, remember Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you, covering 24-7 top sports stories of the day with our local experts on Locked On, plus national shows that cover every league. Next time we're together, dear listeners, we'll have some new WNBA contracts to break down, and I cannot wait for it. This has been Jackie Powell and Jen Hatfield, and we are signing off. Have a great weekend. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball.